to nourish us, to service us. Thank you. That you never disappoint. Thank you. That you always make your spirits available to service our spirits, to service our souls and our bodies. And tonight, oh God, we submit ourselves to you as we go into the coaching life. We pray that you open this up to us. The Bible says that there was a book that had, had a seal and there was no one willing to open the seal or to break the seal. Tonight, let the seal on this word be broken and let the revelation behind the, your message, the spirit behind your message be our portion. In Jesus' mighty name, say amen. Please be seated. So the Goshen Life Part 1. I'm sure you will continue the rest of the parts the next month. So the Goshen Life Part 1. Genesis chapter 45. Verse number 10 to 11, Adam. It says that you will live in the land of Goshen, and you with your close, and you'll be close to me, you and your children, and your grandchildren, your flocks, your heads, and all you have. And there I will sustain and provide for you so that you and your household. And all that are yours may not come to poverty and want. For there are yet five more years of the scarcity of hunger and starvation of what? Farming. Hallelujah. So I want to talk about the Goshen life. And this has to do with the children of God in the land of Egypt. Now, when you read the preceding verse or chapters, it spoke about when Joseph was sold into slavery. In fact, they wanted to kill him by his brothers and it did not work. Grace found him. Some way, somehow, he was sold into slavery. And we all know what Joseph went through in the land of Egypt when he was under Potiphar. And the wife said 
her eyes on him. Because he realized, she realized that anything placed in the hands of Joseph wept. And he, she couldn't understand why this guy is so prosperous, this guy is so young and handsome, and it's just like that. No, so I have to do something. And that led to false accusation, which led to Joseph being in prison. But through a dream, he came out of prison. And through a dream again, he got a chance to be in the presence of Pharaoh, where he gave an interpretation to a dream of a dream Pharaoh had, and he did not understand. A dream had to do with farming. Seven years of what? Abundance and seven years of what? Farming. But it did not come like that as seven years of farming or seven years of abundance. It came in the proverbial way or the figurative way. So you needed someone with the gift or the grace of interpretation of dreams to get the interpretation. Amazingly, all the sorcerers, the magicians of Egypt with the gods of Egypt could not give the interpretation of the dream except the one in whom the Spirit of God is, Joseph. And after interpreting the dream, he gave a counsel or an advice to Pharaoh and said, Pharaoh, appoint someone that you trust Someone with kind of a dignity, with the economic mind, to take charge of this thing so that the person will know what to do in the seven years of abundance, so that when the seven years of farming takes place or happens, we will not starve, we will not die. There and there, Pharaoh said, Ah, there's nobody disputed like you. You have given an interpretation of the dream. It means that you are more qualified to tell us what to do in the seven years of what? Abundance. and the seven years of what? Farming. So therefore, I appoint you as the one in charge. So Joseph immediately became what? A prime minister. So apart from Pharaoh, the next person is who? Joseph. So he became a very prominent man, powerful man. And he made a lot of money for Pharaoh to the extent that people ran out of food and he would sell food to them and all those money would go to the treasury of what? Pharaoh. And then there was no money any longer. The Bible said money failed. And the people came and said, okay, take our lands. So he would take the land and give them food. Take our flock. He would take it and give them food. Then all those things ran out. Then, then they said, okay, now take us and give us food. So he made Pharaoh very rich, very wealthy, very. And Pharaoh loved him. And whenever he speaks, it's like God has spoken. And as long as Joseph was there, Pharaoh never consulted any of the magicians. He made all of them resign. I don't even think he consulted any of the gods. Because whatever Joseph said was final to him. And it was working. So why should I consult the magician? The dream cry didn't even give him the interpretation of the dream. So why should I be consulting? 
But the family of Joseph, that's the father, the younger brother, and the senior brothers. You know, there are 12 in all. They were living in the land of Canaan. So, the family reached to them and they were struggling. Their father Jacob decided to send them to come to Egypt to buy. In the process of buying, then they found out that Joseph decided to reveal himself to him after two encounters. Then after that encounter, Joseph said, go back to Canaan and tell my father and everybody to come. So the brothers of Joseph went back to Jacob and told their father that, listen, your son Joseph, as you thought he was dead, he's alive and he's calling for you. Bible says that Jacob did not really believe. But when he saw the wagon that Joseph sent, in fact, a Pharaoh who said that Joseph should send wagons to go and carry the father and the family. Why? Why will he send all those cars? Because they were not just 11 brothers. All of them had wives and children. Remember that. Jacob himself had how many wives? Four wives and one died. So sorry, three. Don't forget that. Rachel and Leah and their two house helps. Uh-huh. So four wives and then <laughs> Rachel died. And it was left with Leah and then the two, uh, I think Zephyr and all those people were there. Then Jacob inherited all the maid servants of his father and the army of his father. The army alone were 318 people, human beings. Jacob inherited the army of his father, his grandfather, um, Abraham. You see, obviously, he also inherited the army and the servants of his own father, Isaac. So he had a large number of human beings. A large number of human beings. So those are the people that were with him. And he was taking care of them. So when Joseph said, go and bring all those people, they needed a lot of camels. They said, no, the camel will not be enough. Add what? A wagon to it. And when you see a wagon in those days, meaning that either the king is passing, or the queen is passing. So it's like the presidential jet. Air Force One. Ghana's own is what? Sorry? Huh? Buffy One. Be born again. <laughs> so when Joseph sent his brothers to go fetch their father and the rest of the families to Egypt because he said, where you are, hunger will kill you. So come to where there's food and I'm raining. So come. I spoke to Pharaoh about it. Pharaoh was happy about it. He said, go and bring them. Then when they brought them, Joseph intentionally kept them at a place called Goshen. Why did he keep them there? 
Goshen is a portion of land in Egypt. But it's a place that is always watered by the spring. So it's, it is always fresh. And the overflow of the river Nile never gets to it. So there can be overflow. You see people suffering from flood and all that, but Goshen never suffers that thing. So Joseph intentionally placed his siblings or his family there. So that's why you say, say that you will live in the land of Goshen and you will be close to me, you and your children and your grandchildren and your, your flocks, your heads and all you have. And there I will sustain and provide for you so that you and your household and all that are yours may not come to poverty and want. For there are yet five more years of the scarcity, hunger, and starvation of what? Farming. So why would they be in Goshen? That's the question. Why must we live a Goshen kind of life? If you read the scriptures in Genesis chapter 2 specifically, the Bible says that in verse 8, the Bible says that God created a garden and placed a man into the garden. And that garden had everything in it because God never wanted man to suffer. The original plan of God is that the man should not suffer. So way before man was created and God planted a garden toward the east in the Eden delight and there he put the man whom he had formed or framed, constituted. He placed him there. So God never wanted man to suffer so he placed what? A garden. He built the garden and placed the man there. So it was not only the woman who came to meet Abiwaha. It was not only the woman who came to meet already made. The man also met already made. Adam did not contribute anything in the garden. He was just given a position to be a caretaker. But as to how the things came in the garden, he had no idea. Because he also was created to meet the garden. The same way Eve was created to meet the garden. So don't start to say to the women that oh, they like already made and all those things. Men were the first to like already made. Hello? <laughs> Men were the first people to like already made. But you see, when God placed a man inside the garden, the Bible says Satan found himself inside and spot everything. So that plan got to distorted. Then God moved on to create another garden again. This time around called what? Goshen. And placed man there. Inside Goshen. And there's a life you need to live that I call the Goshen kind of life. There's a life. Now, before I go into the life, I want to mention to you that Goshen is not just a life, it's also a place. So, I want to speak to you first about the place called Goshen. Then, we'll go into where the Goshen is located now. Where do we have that Goshen? Must we all go to Egypt now and go and locate Goshen and go and stay there 
and live the life of Goshi. No. Because the garden, God did not achieve his aim by the garden. He did not achieve his aim also by, how do you call it, Goshen. He decided to place the Goshen somewhere that he can achieve his aim. And ever since he did that, he has achieved it. Is somebody listening to me? Am I preaching to you? Are you understanding or you are confused? You are understanding. You are understanding. Okay. (laughs) Is somebody here? So, Goshen as a place. I want to talk about Goshen as a place. So, subtitle. Goshen as what? A place. Give us a new King James of this scripture. It says that you shall dwell in the land of Goshen and you shall be near to me, you and your children, your children's children, your flocks and your heads and all that you have. Verse 11. There I will provide for you, lest you and your household and all that you have come to poverty for there are still five years of what? Farming. So I'm saying that this one also had a problem. So now God decided not to make the garden of Goshen a physical, geographical place again. So today, where do we have the Goshen? He placed the Goshen inside Christ. He placed the Goshen inside Christ. The garden Satan tried it. And he succeeded. Likewise, Goshen. A lot of trouble happened there. Though God gave them exemption. But it was a continual issue. So when you take it from the book of um, Exodus chapter 5. All the way to chapter 12. There have been trouble upon trouble upon trouble. Yes, but God kept them out of that trouble. So this time around, he took the Goshen from a physical geographical area and placed it inside what? Christ. Why did he do that? Goshen means drawing near. You draw near. Goshen, it means you draw near. You are near to me. When you are near to me, anything I talk can affect you. Isn't that it? So that's what has been happening. So this Mariah right, said that you will not draw near to me, but you will be inside of me. <laughs> are you here? Are you here? So Goshen as a place. Listen to me carefully. When I say gosh, that's a place.
Let's go back to the scripture. Give me verse 10 again. Let me show you something there. He said that you shall dwell in the land of Goshen. Just stop there. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen. The Holy Ghost said that, and you shall be what? Near to me. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen and you shall be near to me. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen and you shall be near to me. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen and you shall be near to me. Meaning that where Joseph was was a bit different from where they were or from Goshen. Meaning Joseph was not actually in what? In Goshen. So therefore, Goshen is a place of what? Separation. So when God placed you in Goshen, he has separated you from the rest. So when I say Goshen as a place, it is as a place because he wants to separate you. He wants to separate us. So he said that you shall dwell in the land of what? Goshen. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen. So he separated them from everybody else. He separated them. So the agenda of God is to separate us. Why? For a reason, I'll tell you. So though they are in Egypt, but they are not of Egypt. Don't worry. I know you're getting confused. But I'll give a lot of scriptures to bring your mind home. I'm saying that Goshen is a place of what? Separation. For instance, if you take a plane, okay, a plane has about three chambers. We have the economy, we have the business class, they have what? The first class, the same plane. But it has been set, people have been separated by what? Their money. By reason of money, they have been what? Separated. So we have the popular stand. A popular seat, which is what we call, what we call what? Economy. It's economical. You can afford. Then we have the business class and then we have what? The first class. Go to the stadium. Stadium also, people have what? Separated. So we have what? VVIP. VIP. The popular stand. In the popular stand, there are divisions. You go to special program, they will say round table. Is that what it's round table? And the round table is going for one million. Then those who want to stand, they can say it's free. Yes. So separation is always there. Separation is always there. In your wardrobe. Those of you who have wardrobe. There's separation also in the wardrobe. Am I, am I not speaking the truth? That's separation there. Yes. Hmm. When you are going to wash, there's separation. Is that not it? The white things are washed. In fact, they are soaked. Giving what special what treatment. They are the, white, they are the things that when you wash, you lift it and turn 
Check, check, check. Because that's why you can be exposed. That you know how to wash or not. So that's why it takes quite some time. That's why you and I, you don't like white towels. You like the red one, the brown one, the black one. Hallelujah. I said you and I. I didn't mention anybody. I just said you and I. We don't like white towels. So we can use it for two weeks. I just two weeks. Two months. You see, we can use it for two months. So that's also the separation. So Joseph said that I am separating my people. I'm separating my people. Now remember, Joseph in his days acted as Christ. Let me open this to you properly. When you go to the house of Abraham, we have Abraham, we have Isaac, and then we have the senior servant called Eliezer. Okay? The senior servant called what? Eliezer. Abraham, we all know, is called our father Abraham. Eliezer means helper. Eh? Eliezer means what? Helper. Now, Eliezer and Abraham carried somebody to go and sacrifice. Who did they carry? Isaac. Who was sacrificed on the cross? Jesus. So in the house of Abraham, Abraham acted as God. Isaac acted as Jesus. Eliezer acted as what? The Holy Ghost. A helper. Just after that, then, then Jesus gave birth to another child. In the person of what? Jacob and what? Esau. And Papa God said, Jacob have I hated for a reason. And Esau have I hated, but Jacob have I loved. Then Jacob now gave birth to what? A savior called what? Joseph. So I remember someone did some analysis in Ghana and said that all the J's, all the J's, so then that thing brought, I mean, people's English names. They we ever heard of William and all those things. Let's find out that, oh, no, no, that the William was for the, the father and all those things. Uh-huh. The recently we heard that someone said, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm now called Timothy. As if you become Titus. If you become Titus, he will chew you. So it looks like the Jays are the ones doing the action. So Joseph, Joseph came on board and brought salvation to the world. And remember today, Egypt was like the America of today. Egypt was the superpower of those days. Very powerful, very strong. Very powerful, very strong. So to have someone like Joseph, that when he speaks, it is only Pharaoh that can overturn his words. So when he says that you are not dwelling in anywhere apart from Goshen, there's a reason that why he said that, which I gave you one already. That it's a place, and you see, their main work is what? It's a flux. 
and what heads. So they will need a place that's green all the time. So he gave them one bush. Okay. Now back to us today. I'm saying that we don't need to go to Egypt. Goshen is what? Located in Christ. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, I'm bringing you guys to somewhere, so you just follow. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is what? A new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become what? New. If anyone is in Christ, if anyone is in Christ, when Isaac, Joseph brought Jacob and everybody into Goshen, everything became new. They were from what? Poverty, starvation, scarcity, famine, into what? Prosperity, automatically. By reason of what one man. Therefore, Jesus said, For your sake, I became poor, so that through my poverty, you become rich. So, when you move from your worldly life into Christ, you have moved from poverty, from scarcity, from starvation, from famine, into what? Into prosperity. And you can only find that in Christ. Is someone listening? You can only find that in Christ. So, if we are to live the Goshen kind of life, then we must understand what happened at the place called Goshen. And I mentioned to us, Goshen is a place of what separation, where we are what separated. So, he said, if anyone be in Christ, meaning that there are some people that are not in Christ. So, when you come to Christ, you are being separated. Is somebody following me? You have been what? Separated. So, I said again, Goshen was in Egypt, but it was not of what? Egypt. Jesus said, we are in the world, but we are not of the world. Do you remember? John. John 15, verse 19 first. I'm getting close to what I really want to tell you. John 15, 19. If you were of the world, the world would have what? Love its own. Yeah, because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world. Therefore, the world hates you. They hate you. Now, John 17, verse 14 to 16. He said, I have given them your word and the world has what? Hated them because they are not of the world. Just as I am not of the world. Verse 15. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from what? The evil one. They are not of the world just as I am not of the world. So we are here. We are here, but we are not of this place. So in the same way the children of Israel were in Goshen, and Goshen located in Egypt, but they were not of Egypt. They had their own set of rules, their own set of lifestyle and everything. So you see that what is happening to the general Egypt was not happening to what? The people living in what? In Goshen. Guess what? 
some, some of the Egyptians were so wise that, you know, do you know what they did? They decided to become servants to the children of Israel in the land of Goshen. So that the plagues I'll be mentioning soon, they don't become victims of that plague. That is how come when they were leaving, Bible says a mixed multitude followed. Are you in church? Are you here? Let me show you something. Exodus. Why Goshen is a place of separation. Exodus 8, verse 20 24. Hmm. And the Lord said to Moses, Rise early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh as he comes out to the water. They said to him, that says the Lord, let my people go that they may serve me. Now, this Pharaoh was not the Pharaoh that gave the appointment to Joseph. Now, Pharaoh is not a human being. Pharaoh is a titan. Okay? It's, it's, it's a titan. It's not a human being. So, when you hear Pharaoh, it's, that's not their name. That's a title for the person that sits on that throne. So, the king for Egypt is called Pharaoh. Are you listening to me? Yes. So, this Pharaoh that is punishing the children of Israel is not the Pharaoh that Joseph worked under. That Pharaoh also died. Okay? That Pharaoh died. Joseph also died. So, the Bible said there was an, a Pharaoh that rose who did not know Joseph. And he also refused to read in fact, maybe he read it, but you see, somewhere, somehow, I can also understand this Pharaoh. And I will explain. I am in my house. Five-bedroom house. Okay, let me say 20-bedroom house. And I have, let's say, four children. Each of them occupying one room each. So that's four. Where I occupy making five. Maybe my study. So um, six, right? You are left with what? Fourteen. Then you, the house help. You are working with me. And I say, okay, the way you'll be going home and coming and all those things, I am not happy. So you bring your family to come and stay in the house. So when I return from work, my, my house was a party in the house. And I was like, who are these? They said, oh, they're my children. They're my children and then my brother's children who also stay with me and not my two brothers and my two sisters. So uh, together we are uh, uh, 32. So, <laughs> so me, the owner of the house, I am just like six. And then you, the servant, you are 32. Won't you be afraid? Eh? Sorry? Yes, you'll be afraid. 
afraid. And what really gets you more scared is that without four children, you say, oh, me, I'm done giving birth. No, I'm done giving birth. But, but the time one year passed. <laughs> About the ten of the men, all of them, their wives have given birth. And from what you have read, they, they were very fruitful. So you can imagine they giving birth to twins and all those things. So if ten men, all their wives are pregnant, let's say one, one, one. Every year, that's plus 10. That's what, 42? Yeah. And because there's nowhere to go and play and all those things, you are just around. Yeah. And those days, there were a lot of medicines that they were drinking and all that, so they were strong. So they could afford to give birth plenty and give birth early, frequently. And they were doing it frequently. Yeah. Then I said, oh, I'm tired. I'm taking my children to vacation to the U.S. and we'll be back after, uh, how do you call it, one year. I want to just be there and then be back after one year. By the time I returned from the U.S. with my children, there was no place for me to reside. Only my bedroom was left. My children's room were occupied. And the hall, there was mattress everywhere. Mattress everywhere. In fact, they are packed all the chairs. They are packed all the hot chairs and their mattress. Even there's mattress in the kitchen. Because the kitchen is too big. Mattress in the kitchen. What has happened? Fifteen of the men, their wives have given birth. Me now, I'm still four. I'm still four children. But the house help is already 72. No. I have to think again. So what will I say? I said, I'll, I'll call for a meeting. I said, you know what? One day, I'll become the house here, brother. And it will look as though you are the house owner. And you may sack me because the army that you are creating in my house. Who do not know the genesis of anything? One day, one of my trips, I may not return to this house. <laughs> Yeah, I may not return to this house. So, you know, before it happens, like our first president, trusted people and put them at positions and all those things. Because he wanted to unite Africa and make it was United States of Africa. And one of his trips, that he got a call, don't come back. <laughs> we have taken over. The ranks have taken over the nation. Don't come back. You come back, we'll kill you. Don't come back. So he has to locate in Egypt, his wife's uh, country. Don't come back. So Pharaoh realized that these people, the way they are producing and all that, if you don't, <laughs> if you don't do something now, and he said, it is not the human beings that are producing, you know, the animals are also producing. The animals are also producing. So you have human beings to contend with. You have animals to contend with. And, and you know something? The, one of the reasons why they, they made them stay in Goshi was that Egyptians don't like to mingle people that deal with um, heads. We don't like to mingle with them. 
they see it as an abomination. Uh-huh. Because of their rituals. So stay your corner, which you what? Stay your corner. But the corner we have given you, you know, you have gone beyond the corner. And now you are taking corners. So Pharaoh rose up and said, you know what? Offer. Me now say you should come. Me now, no. we have changed our rules. So get your people and get out of our country. Yeah. Get out of our country. They began to punish them. Give them more so that they will not have leisure to produce children again. But the more they punish them, the more their energy rises to give birth. Pharaoh doesn't understand. So Pharaoh employed the doctors and the nurses and said, listen, these people will watch them. By the time they want to give birth, kill the children. The nurses by the time they will say, Jack, people have given birth. And nothing can be done. Yeah. So the Bible says, and the Lord said to Moses, rise early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh as he comes out to the water. Then said to him, that says the Lord, let my people go that they may serve me or else if you will not let my people go before, go, behold, I will send what swarms of flies on you and your servants, on your people and into your houses. The houses of the Egyptians shall be full of swarms of flies and also the ground on which you stand. And in that day, I will set apart. I said, Goshen is a place of what? Separation. It's a place of what? Separation. It's a place of separation. And in that day, I will set apart the land of Goshen in which my people dwell that no swarms of flies shall be there. In order that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the land. I will make a difference between my people and your people. Tomorrow, this sign shall be. Look at verse 24. Last verse. And the Lord did so. Six swarms of flies came into the house of Pharaoh, into his servants' houses, and into all the land of Egypt. The land was corrupted because of the swarms of flies. But he said, I will set apart the land of what? Goshen. I'll set it apart. So why is it a place of separation? It's a place of separation because corruption that happens to other lands are not supposed to happen to you. So you are being separated from what? Corruption. When I say corruption, I'm not talking about bribe. No. I'm not talking about bribe. When I say corruption, I'm talking about things that kill people. Things that doesn't make people progress. Things that retrogresses people. Things that make people stagnate. Those are the things I'm calling what corruption. That's what the Bible means when it says corruption. So when the Bible says that you have been separated, you have been set apart, he is setting you apart from corruption. He is setting you apart from things that destroy people. So COVID is destroying people, but you have been set apart. You did not hear me. I said, COVID is destroying people, so they have been set apart. Recently, we were told that there's a new disease. So we have to go back to wearing of masks and all that. They don't know the spreading is blah, 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 and all those things. I said, you, you keep saying whatever you want to say. But as far as I'm concerned, LCC has been set apart. Yeah. I said, LCC has what? Set apart. And to the glory of God, all those periods of severe COVID, 
Not a single member died from LCCR. Not a single member to the glory of God. Why? We have been set apart. I said we have been set apart. We have been separated from the corruption of the world. We have been separated. When people are suffering from kidney failure, you have been set apart. Yes. Where you live, kidney failure does not operate there. I feel like I'm in the church alone. Is it like somebody will come to you and say, Apostle, I have, I have ulcer. I said, and you're in this church? No, you have ulcer and you're in this church? Are you new? Are you fresh? Ulcer doesn't survive here. It does not matter the age. It doesn't matter the age of ulcer. At least the last one I remember we did openly was 23 years old, right? Because the lady was uh, 33. The lady Georgina brought the nurse. Yes. And she was 10 years old when the thing started. And now she's what? 33. So that also has been with a nurse for 23 years old. So it was one person who really pushed me to the wall, power. Yeah. You say you can do something. Okay, I will, I will test you. I said, bring food that you cannot eat. The one you eat is hurts you. Bring the food. She came and sat there here, looking at me, preaching everything. I said, I'm ready. Prayed over water for her. Drink. Say, is that all? I said, yeah, that's all. Then she drank. I said, have you brought the food? She said, I brought the food. Where's the food? Then she brought lime. Bring food. You, she brought lime. Original lime. Hey! This is the HOA. Where you say you kill me? Yeah. I guess Osa. This lady drank the lime. Drank the second one and came by and said, ah, it's gone. If lime could not trigger it, then nothing can trigger it. I'm saved. 23 years old. Sorry. Osa is gone. So why will you enter into this land called Osa free and be carrying Osa? It's an error. I say it's an error. So it can be with you for 50 years, for 60 years, for 70 years. But as soon as it enters here, it's what? Osa free. It must not what? Reside here because there is no visa for Osa. Can you hear me? I said, there's no what visa for what also. And anyone seated here that has a stomach problem in the name of Jesus, I command that stomach problem flushed out. Yeah. I said, I command it flushed out. Yeah. So my dear, listen to me. I don't want to give you many points. I want to give you just one point and open it up more. You have been separated, okay? I said, you have been what? Separated. You have been what? Separated. You have been set apart. Eh? I said you have been what? Set apart. Set apart. Set apart. Set apart where? In Jesus. Set apart where? In Christ. So he said, if any man be in Christ. If any man be in Christ. Now watch it. I have three pieces. Singlet. My t-shirt. And then this jacket on top. 
when you throw water at me right now, which will be the first candidate to receive the water? The jacket. Before if the jacket cannot contain it, then it gets what? The shirt. If the shirt cannot contain it, then it gets what? The singlet. That if the singlet cannot contain that, it, it now gets what? My body. So you can see that the singlet has what? Higher security than the shirts and also the jacket. I listen to Who is now the singlet? When you take this three piece and what I've explained, who is now the singlet? <laughs> who is now the singlet? Jesus, right? I see. Who is now the singlet? You. You are a singlet. Hidden inside Christ. So anyone that wants me must first of all go after Christ. Christ is inside Papa God. So before you even get Christ, you must get Papa God. But the other day I read my scripture in Psalm 114. That the mountains saw the presence. Not Papa God, just the presence. Psalm 114. When Israel went out of Egypt, the house of Jacob, from a people of strange language, Judah became his sanctuary and Israel his what? Dominion. The sea saw it and fled. Jordan turned back. The sea saw it and fled. Jordan turned back. The mountains skipped like rams. The little hills like lambs. What ails you, O sea, that you fled? O Jordan, that you turned back? Then it says, O mountain, that you skip like rams, O little hills, like lambs. Tremble, O earth, at what? The presence. Tremble at the presence. The presence. The man has not appeared, though. The man has not appeared. There are people, when you, you, you smell their perfume, you can tell that, ah, this person has passed here. You can tell. So just the perfume alone, the mountains are moving. Sea could not stand. The sea is the biggest entity that houses what? The biggest of all the demons. Hmm. Sometimes you hear a tsunami happening somewhere. They say, uh, then they've even given a lot of, a lot of names. Uh, Victoria, or is it just, eh? Katrina, blah, 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 and all those things. You see, those things, eh, we, we, we think that it's just the sea that did something. If it's the sea, why is it not consistent? Have you not thought about it? 
If it's just a seed doing something, why is it not consistent? Number two, when they see shook, what do human beings do to it? They did nothing. It just went back. It is those demons. I won't mention their name. You'll be scared. It is those demons that move when nations evoke them. It is their movement. Eh? It is their movement that brings those things. So sometimes you say, oh, they caught a shark. A shark has come to shore. Something. It's not that it just came. No. The movement swept it. Many of you will not understand this. I will recommend a movie to you. Go and watch it. You will understand it. The Gods of Egypt. Go and watch that movie. And watch the place where the man was sucking the demon from the sea with a sword. Then you understand. Look at the demon. You see, they tried to bring it close, but it is it's nowhere near what they showed in the movie. No, watch it. The Bible says that an angel has one leg. One leg on the sea. One leg on earth. It should tell you. What kind of entity that is? Hmm? It should tell what kind of entity that is. Even Goliath. Even Goliath. A human, normal human being. A Goliath that stood. The Bible said the javelin was carried by what? Two human beings. That carried his javelin that he carried alone to throw. Two people carried the javelin for him. Now, an angel that has been cast into the sea. When he gets up, what will happen? Let me demonstrate this. Please come. P, come. Maybe you will understand. Forgive me, eh? You know, you've been to the pool side. You know, there's this board. You go on top. And then the springboard, and then you fall into the water. Is that what it is? And you see the water splash. These two, which of them will splash more water? Sorry? This one will splash more water. Yeah. Why? The size. Body mass. So look at the body mass index of, of the two of them. You realize. <laughs> the body mass of the two of them realize that this one has what? More body mass compared to this. So when they fall into the water, this one will splash more water than this one. That's what happens. So it's not just the sea trying to destroy a place. No. It's a movement. Yes, it's a movement. One day, don't worry, when I'm talking about angels, I'll mention those names to you, right? I don't want to bother you with it. It's a movement. So when, thank you, when you are asked to rise up and do some five minutes prayer, 
Eh? And do some five minutes prayer. He said you will not do. It's because you don't know what you are contending with. Yeah. It's because you don't have a certain kind of what? Understanding. Do you know what makes make the those people who want richer money and go to the sea to do things and they go mad? Do you know what makes them mad? Karabo shatara bandeni yosaka bahata. Is it just normal madness? No. When they go there to evoke the spirit, before the actual spirit comes, it comes with what? A convoy. Listen, what we see on earth, like a motorcade is leading president, blah, 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 and all those things. These things were taken from the rest of the spiritual. They were taken from the rest of the spirit. So there are people, their spirit has to come and they sweep the way before that father spirit comes around. So those of you that you have been deceived to go and buy six or seven books of Moses and do some things, my dear, you'll go mad. You will go mad. You will go mad. So they go and stand there, they take the book, do the enchantment. My children. <laughs> do the enchantment and be at the beach. 12 a.m. And they are doing the enchantment. Then the waves will carry the things around. When you're able to stand, the next one will come like that. So they'll test your heart. 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 The spirit they are actually calling, the size of that spirit is like a sheep. I said, you watch the gods of Egypt, you will understand it a bit. As I said, what they showed even in the movie is not even close to the size. That is why God took us from physical location and then placed us inside Christ. Because if you are not hidden there, the forces you are thrown on earth. That's what the Bible says, war unto the earth. When Satan was cast down with his rebellious angels, what did the Bible say? Woe unto the earth. Woe. Sorry for the earth. God gave us sorry. Because he knew what it was. He said sorry. And remember, Satan was an archangel. The same rank with Michael. The same rank with Michael. So he came down with the people that he commanded. He was controlling. So, as you are in Christ, be inside Christ proper. Lukewarmness will not help you. It will kill you. It will shorten your life. So, be inside Christ. Be inside of that man proper. Be inside proper. Be fully dedicated that you are inside Christ. You see, we have read these things, but I'm sure that you've not thought about something. Let's go back to verse 1. I'll bring your mind something. 
I want to take you a little deeper into spiritism. A little deeper. Just a little. When Israel went out of Egypt, out of where? Egypt. The house of Jacob from a people of what? Strange language. Judah became what? His sanctuary. And Israel is what? Dominion. The sea saw it and fled. Pause. The sea saw it and fled. Can the sea speak? When you go to the sea, do you see the eyes of the sea? But Bible says the sea saw it and the sea fled. Meaning that the sea has eyes. No, have you not heard the sea has swallowed human beings? With what? <laughs> so what you see there is not ordinary water. It's a spiritual entity. And listen to me. In the rest of the spirit, everything is a living thing. Everything. In the rest of the spirit. Everything is a living thing. That's why Jesus turned onto the wind and said, hush. Wind be still. The wind heard it, obeyed it, and became calm. That's why I can stand and say, I evoke the wind against you, and the wind will obey. Why? It heard me. Can we continue? Jordan turned back. He said, The mountains were skipped. Like rams and the little hills like lambs. Many of us we've heard that when certain people are doing construction, as long as they are there, it will hardly rain. Right? Have you not heard it? How did they stop the rain? They make sacrifices. Does the rain understand sacrifice? <laughs> Jesus said, if you stop these people from praising me, from worshiping me, I will call what? The stones to praise me. 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 If a stone can praise, what, that, what, does, what, what does it tell you about a stone? So, in occultism, hmm, I, I I'm, I'm teaching all this so that when we are praying here, you pray some. Mm-hmm. No, when we are praying, you pray some. Sunday, early morning, I was called. What's the problem? My younger brother returned from town and he saw egg busted in front of his door. He just walked through it into his room. That was it. He couldn't speak. He couldn't do anything. You could only hear him scream like an animal. 
<laughs> and the people around, they came to check. When they checked, they said, aha, Wafim. That's what they said. Wafim, he has, he has walked through it. It is just ordinary ego. But it's not ordinary. Yeah. It's not ordinary. I said they've thrown this boy to pay. When they wanted to take him to the hospital, he told them that if you take him to the hospital, they will, I will die. How can somebody carry egg? The one you have been chewing with bread. With Milo. Eh? Carry egg. Do something. Break it. Then all of a sudden, you've lost your legs, you've lost your hands. Eh? How did you lose your hands and your legs when you fried it? When you did that X2, why didn't you lose your hands and your legs when you did the X2? I said, give him the phone. They gave him the phone. Can you hear me? He couldn't respond. But I could hear the sound like an animal. I said, get water. And said the head was burning. I said, get water. I prayed. I said, drink some. Let him go and wash the head and the face. Before he became normal, small. And I sent somebody from the church to go and pick him. They brought him. When they brought him, I had put off their condition for a while. The point where sweating. This guy was shivering. That he's cold. Sat down like this. I said, can't you sit straight? He said, I'm cold. I said, but everything is up. He said, I'm cold. As we're praying, as we're, I was chatting with them, I was chatting with them physically. And I was doing something spiritually. Then when I got a signal, I said, can I pray for him? Commanded that thing to move out of his system. He was able to drink water. Not food. He was able to drink water. Hey, something there. Buddy. Something there. Something there. Occultism, they will pick a small stone. Do things on that stone and throw it into your house. If 12, mid, 12 o'clock in the afternoon, the sun from the 12 o'clock afternoon day, okay, hits that stone, whatever was said on the stone will happen to you. Master seed. I'm showing you all this thing. Just in case you are passing, you see it. You wake up in the morning, you see them. Be careful. Or you wake up in the morning, you see just one leg shoe, slippers, or socks, never touch it without praying. 
Hello? The church is quiet. Or you see cola. You see cola. It can be the black cola or cola is what cola. You see cola, don't touch it. Without praying over it. Don't touch it without praying over it. Am I saying this thing for you to be afraid? No. I'm saying this thing to bring an awareness to you. That as Christ has hidden you inside of him, they want you to come out of him that they can get you. But as long as you are inside of him, what did Satan say about Job? He said, I've checked him and you have caused a hedge around him. That's why Job is prosperous. If you like, take that hedge, take that protection. And it's what I will do. Yeah. My dear, when you come out of Christ, how do you come out of Christ? Is it possible to come out of Christ? Yes. Yes. The way you entered, you can also come out the same way. You enter by faith. You come out by what? Unbelief. Is someone listening to me? I said you enter into Christ by what? Faith. You come out also by what? Unbelief. The moment you start exercising unbelief, you are breaking the shield around you, your life. Anything at all can hurt you. That's what the Bible has admonished us. That the fight of faith, we should make sure we do not let it go. And how do you build it? By the word. By the word. So Christ has placed you inside of him. That what happens to the worldly people should not happen to you. Now, if those things are happening to you, you have to start what? Questioning it. Why it's what happening to you. Rest your feet. No, 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 I've not finished. Don't clap. When you clap, you confuse me. Don't clap. Yeah. Don't clap. There's a reason why I said don't clap. Shakuria Palonosa. Vakosa Kapalusata. Beyond no more. Shakibahadiro Safadiro. We'll pray for a short time. We'll pray for a short time. And I'll release you to go. Do you want to pray? Yeah. Do you want to pray? You in Christ is your spiritual. Your body has access to this place. Let me explain it properly. You in Christ is your spirit. I'm talking about your spirit. That's in Christ. But your body is here because your spirit has one license over here, over this place, through what? Your body. And Christ is a spiritual place. And not a, a natural carnal place. This body is carnal. So it cannot be there. It's your spirit. So he wants your spirit to dominate your soul and dominate what's your body. 
Now, listen to this. And I'm sorry that some of you might be victims. You've had a dream. That rather something is happening to you. You want to sh- shout Jesus or lift your body or get up. You realize that you are struggling to get up. You are struggling to shout Jesus. How many of us have found ourselves like that? Well, good. So let me ask you, who is trying to shout at Jesus? Your spirit. How is it that you are not able to shout at Jesus? Because your body at the time is asleep and does not understand the language that is being communicated by the spirit. And spirit don't sleep. It's a body. So you can see the difference now. So whilst your spirit is awake, your body is what asleep. So now I want to shout Jesus. Body say, no, I'm tired. Don't sleep. Whenever you see something like that or something like that happens to you, it tells you one thing. You are not growing spiritually. That's all. It's just one thing. Do not start attacking demons, witches, and wizards. No, you are not growing spiritually. What it means is that the muscles of your flesh is stronger than the muscles of your spirit. So it's an indication to you that Start building what spiritual muscle. That's, that's all. That's the message that has come to you. Start building what spiritual muscle. And reduce your physical muscle. You spend too much time on your body and spend little time on your spirit. Little time on your spirit. And whenever you are in that position, when they throw to pay at you, it will get you immediately. Yeah. Because you have not developed your spirit to be strong enough to saturate your, your body. So it can repel those things. So now your body is strong but venerable what? Spiritually. So when they throw those spiritual things, it affects your body. Now, I am saying all this is to you because, you see, I've gone a little off my message because of what the Lord showed me once I was preaching to you. Yeah. Because of what the Lord just showed me once I was preaching to you. And we need to pray. And then pray also for senior as they are going for the crusade. Pray. As they are going for the crusade. Lift your voice and begin to speak in tongues. Begin to speak in tongues.
speak in tongues. We are not running away time. We are praying. We are praying. We are praying. We are praying. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 4. Verse 36. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. Other little boats were also with him. That's seven. 
And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat. Are you following? Go back, please. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along into the boats as he was. They are referring to Jesus. And other little boats were also with him. Little boats were also with him. But look, a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. No boats, but into the boat. The boat that was carrying Jesus. A windstorm rather should have carried the smaller boats away. But the smaller boats rather, there was no problem. But the bigger one had an issue. And he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was what? A great calm. Why did the windstorm leave the little boats and came after the big boats? Why? Which intelligence has the wind to say that there are boats on the sea? I'm skipping all the little ones and I'm coming for only one of them. And he came after it. But until Jesus spoke, they were suffering. The fact that you have been separated and you are in Christ, it is not a guarantee of automatic immunity. Did you hear what I said? The fact that you are in Christ, it is not what a guarantee for what automatic what immunity. Immunity is evoked by the things you say. You shall have whatsoever you say. So if you don't say it, you don't have it. Though you are inside. Yes. So this is why people get confused and say, but I'm in Christ. Everything. So why this, this? It is only when you speak. It is only when you speak. Until and unless you speak. He said, go and stand before Moses and um, Pharaoh. And say to him, let my people go. Tonight, we want to divert. There's a wind blowing. We can't stop the wind from blowing. But we can divert it. And call for exemption. There's a wind blowing. There's a wind blowing. There's a wind blowing. Lift your two hands. You are not just going to pray for yourself. You are going to pray for your household. Because you are a rep of your household. We are praying for diversion of the wind. And then we are praying for exemption. That you will be exempted. Your household will be exempted. Say, Father. Father. By divine authority. 
will divert this demonic wind that has been evoked. We divert it from our life, from the things that concerns us. We divert it from our household. As we pray, we call for divine immunity for our lives and our household. Lift your voice and begin to pray. Lift your voice and begin to pray. Lift your voice and begin to pray. Divert that wind. Divert that wind. Divert that wind. You have just two minutes to do this prayer. Just two minutes to do this prayer. Divert the wind. Divert the wind. Divert the wind. And begin to call for divine immunity. For you and your household. Divine immunity. For you and your household. Shagabadosa. Shagabadosa. Fliando Christopher Duarte. Diversion. 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 Divine immunity in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Take this advice from me. Those of you will be going out for the limited registration to have your voter's ID card. When you go, there's confusion. Just leave. Don't stay. You hear what I said? Live and do not want stay. Because sometimes when I hear politicians talk or some people talk on radio and, and, and on TV, and I'm like, these are natural people, natural men, carnal men. They're just talking. They don't understand certain things. There is a blood target. And agents have been selected to produce blood. And one of the agents selected to produce blood is this limited registration to produce blood. So whenever you go, there's confusion. Please, fortunately for us as Ghanaians, you can use your Ghana card to do bank transaction now. It's no longer the voter registration again. You can use the Ghana card. It. So please, don't go and become a sacrificial blood for somebody's quest for insatiable power. Quest for power. No, don't. There are agents, agents that have been designated to vomit blood for 2024. And one of such agents is this one. You may not really understand, 
But for the sake of time, I won't go into detail. Maybe next week or something, when I get a chance, I'll go into details with you and tell you why it is like that. For you to understand. So please, you go, either go early, register, and come back home. But if you don't go early, you go there, there's confusion. Please do not stay. Just what? Leave. You understand? Just what? Leave. It's a random thing. It's a random thing. So it will be thrown. Whoever it catches, that's it. So please take this advice and do as instructed. God bless you. Put your hands together for Jesus. And please take your seats.